0: The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. This is your stats. You are listening. Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer Lee Walker from Sports Keta, Ringside News, Daily DDT, The Sportster, and The Richest. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming off a hot season opener of WWE Raw as WWE Raw was last night. And I'm going to just briefly go over the results with you real quick until we get to the main point. Intercontinental Championship Manth Gunther defeated Bronson Reed via Pinfall. Now Gunther defeated Bronson Reed with his power bomb. As expected, the two big men put on a hard-hitting match before Gunther was able to put together a big flurry and put the match away. After the match, Gunther told the rest of Imperium that he expects Johnny Gargano to be stretchered out of the building after facing Giovanni Vinci next Monday night. Rhea Ripley would defeat Shayna Baszler uh, via DQ after being hit by Zoe Stark. The match broke down when Nia Jax attempted to interfere, which brought out Raquel Rodriguez. This ensued Stark to be the last woman standing after sending Jax from the ring. Later on, Raw Adam Pearce would inform Maria Ripley she would be defending her title against four other women in a fatal five-way match at Crown Jewel. Now, It's going to be Rhea Ripley vs. Shayna Baszler vs. Zoe Stark vs. Raquel Rodriguez and Nia Jax. That's going to be a great match. Next match, we have Ludwig Kaiser defeating Johnny Gargano via pinfall. Kaiser was helped by Giovanni at ringside to steal the win. Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre came face-to-face to to discuss their World Heavyweight title match at Crown Jewel. Both men delivered solid points, which included Rollins, showing footage of McIntyre hanging out backstage talking to the Judgment Day's Rhea Ripley, before Rollins pointed out that McIntyre always has someone to blame for his losses at Crown Jewel, however, Rollins said that McIntyre would finally have no one to blame but himself. Okay. Well, after that, we saw Piper Niven defeat Natalya via pinfall with a running crossbody. Natalya hit Chelsea Green as Green taunted her after the match, leading to her brief beatdown before Tegan Knox ran in to make the save. Now, ladies and gentlemen, while we're on the topic of Natalia here, I want to talk about this real quick. Now, Natalia has three Guinness World Records. However, she apparently is on the verge of getting a fourth. And I'm sure you're wondering what that is. Well, it's been revealed to her that a fan on Twitter pointed out that she has the most submissions wins out of anyone in WWE, man or woman. And here are her comments on that. She was on the Chris Van Vliet show. There's one that they're looking into because a fan on Twitter pointed out to me that I have the most submission wins. Of any man or woman in WWE history. And I was like, I have more wins than Bret Hart. Well, submissions, because TJ pointed out the wrestling savant that TJ is. He's like, Bret didn't always win with the sharpshooter. He's like, you've won a lot of matches with the sharpshooter, but Bret won a lot of matches. With roll ups and quick pins and things. So I was like, damn it, I'll take another world record. I'll take it, but it's fun. So Natalia is currently, as I said, in a storyline with Tegan Knox, Chelsea Green, and Piper and Vivin on Monday Night Raw. So we will have to see whether or not she ends up getting that world record. But she already has three, and I'm guessing that this is going to be the fourth one that she gets. Shinsuke Nakamura would defeat Ricochet via pinfall in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, After several big high spots in the match, Shinsuke Nakamura won by shoving Ricochet off the top rope and through a table at ringside, followed by a Kinshaza. Now, Raw was great. But the main takeaway comes from this match. Ladies and gentlemen, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. The Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor defeated Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso via pinfall to win the titles when Balor hit Uso with a Coupe de Gras. It didn't take long for Dominic Mysterio to make his way ringside and get involved in the match. Uh, he helped turn things the Judgment Day's way. Mysterio continued to insert himself in the match until Zayn eventually ran to the ringside to attack him. Priest turned his attention to Zayn, which allowed Rhodes to toss him over the ringside barricade, only for Balor to cut off the hot tag. Back in the action, Priest hits Rhodes with a low blow and a razor's edge through the commentary desk. Throws him back in the ring. Uso avoided a coupe de gras from Balor before hitting both Balor and Priest with spears. Jimmy Uso then ran in from the crowd and dropped Jay with a super kick, setting him up for a coupe de gras to finish the match. Now, I'm not sure what the payoff here is to have Jay and Cody win the championship titles and then to drop them as fast as they did. Obviously, with Jimmy inserting himself, we are going to see a continuation between Jimmy, Jay, Cody Rhodes, and the bloodline, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that feud is not over, especially with Cody having to finish the story. And, you know, speaking of those tag team championships, we watched a couple weeks ago as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn dropped the belts to Cody and... Jey Uso, they had the rematch last week, lost, and it was last Friday night SmackDown that we found out that Jey Uso was traded to Raw for Kevin Owens to go to SmackDown. So I'm going to be interested to see what they do with Kevin Owens on SmackDown. But, ladies and gentlemen, November 4th, we have crown jewel and today triple h posted the official trailer to crown jewel which has the following superstars on it roman reigns cody rhodes la knight rhea ripley john cena seth rollins logan paul and bianca Belair. Now, Bianca Belair was written off TV August 18th. So, with them posting this poster, it seems as though Bianca Belair will be back in time for Crown Jewel, or she's going to make her return at Crown Jewel. Now, another interesting face on this poster has been Logan Paul, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it interesting that Logan Paul is on the Crown Jewel poster? Because this past weekend, Logan Paul had a boxing match as the YouTuber defeated Dylan Dannis by disqualification in a boxing match on Saturday, October 14th, after which he called out WWE superstar Rey Mysterio saying, I beat you once, brother. Now I'm coming for the U.S. Championship. Shortly after these comments were made, Rey Mysterio on X responded, Did at Logan Paul just call me out? Not hard to find, homie. Every Friday night on SmackDown. So, it seems as though we are going to be getting Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship at Crown Jewel. Uh, it was then confirmed that Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio will come face to face on SmackDown this Friday, October 20th. Paul previously defeated Mysterio at WrestleMania 38 when he teamed with The Miz against Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic Mysterio. His most recent match was a win against Ricochet at SummerSlam. Paul initially signed with WWE in July 2022 ahead of his SummerSlam match with The Miz. So, it all comes down to this. Will we see Logan Paul win his first championship at Crown Jewel? We will have to wait and see. Now, there's three other men on that poster. John Cena, Roman Reigns, and L.A. Knight. Which, ladies and gentlemen, John Cena is currently on the longest WWE run in his career over the last six years. Fans simply can't wait to see him on WWE television every week. I mean, they're cheering for him. We even heard NXT actually sing his song instead of, John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. Well, he was part of a major segment on SmackDown last week, but he has since been called out for drawing attention to himself during the aforementioned segment. As seen on last week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown, the show kicked off in epic fashion with Roman Reigns returning to WWE television for the first time in two months. Homeboy took a vacation. Homeboy enjoyed himself. Uh, The segment featured Roman Reigns, John Cena, and then LA Knight as Cena endorsed Knight as Reigns' next challenger. But while speaking to busted open radio WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry talked about John Cena's involvement in Roman Reigns and LA Knight's segment on SmackDown. Henry called out Cena for drawing attention to himself during the segment adding that Cena took away from the segment as a whole, and these were Mark Henry's comments.
1: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks New customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: The number one thing was Cena drawing attention to himself. You cannot do that when something is going on in the ring. I remember I did that to Ron Simmons one time. Once, because he said... Shut the fuck up. On TV. He meant don't move, don't say anything, I'm working. And I drew attention away from him, and I wasn't supposed to say nothing, so I shouldn't have said nothing. We know the obvious reason why, because he's John Cena. All of the antics and the hey look at me, it took away from the segment. John Cena is currently feuding with the Bloodline alongside LA Knight, and it is likely we will have a match at Crown Jewels premium live event next month. We are unsure of what we're going to get, how Cena will be booked for the event, but we are, as fans, marks, whatever you want to refer to us as, The conception is that LA Knight will take on Roman Reigns with John Cena playing some sort of role in the match. Now, shying away from WWE, we have a WWE Hall of Famer. Ric Flair, former 16-time world champion, was on The Breakfast Club and recently spoke about his finances. The two-time WWE Hall of Famer revealed that he never quite made $1 million in a full year on pro wrestling paychecks. This is what Rick had to say. For a full year, 800000 I make twice that with Ryan Fitterman. You just gotta hang out with him while he drinks tequila at night. Now, Ric Flair is referring to the CEO and president of Fitterman Sports Group, who has taken very good care of Ric Flair, always has a new line of products that he's endorsing, and another piece of merchandise to sell, and certainly helps the Nature Boy bring in the money. Now, Ric Flair went on to say that he usually made around 500000 a year for the most of the time, he was an in-ring competitor, uh, which is still a lot of money, but it's nothing compared to the dollars that he is apparently bringing in now thanks to his many ventures. Now Ric Flair has a bunch of ventures, including his own Ric Flair dripped, his own marijuana strain. However, I'm questioning the fact that he is saying that he makes $1.6 million through Ryan Fitterman. Um Ladies and gentlemen, I have brought in Karrion Cross and Scarlett to shows such as Baltimore Celeb Fest or Fan Fest. I've brought people into the big event, which were the Iconics, which Ric Flair was next to us. And Ric Flair, per appearance, is not making $1.6 million for a year through Ryan Fitterman. I can tell you that much. Appearances. Ric Flair is getting thirty thousand dollars. So where he's getting one point six, I would love to find out, because I know Ryan Fitterman is not paying that man one point six million dollars a year to sign some fucking autographs. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm calling you out on that one. And while speaking to the MMA Hour, WWE Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio. The master of the 619 was asked about his retirement from professional wrestling, to which Rey Mysterio added that he plans on retiring within the next two years, stating that I'm hoping that it can be within the next year and a half or two. Maybe. Now, Rey Mysterio has over 30 years in the wrestling industry and has gained a lot of respect from fans and peers alike. As he has been wrestling since he was 14 years old. He's wrestled everywhere in Mexico. He's been part of WCW, ECW, WWE. Former world champion. Phenomenal talent. As I said, he's a WWE Hall of Famer. So, if he's going to retire within the next two years. We've also heard him make statements that he wants to Retire with a one-on-one match against his son, Dominic Mysterio, which we saw him have at WrestleMania. And at that point, fans had started to speculate maybe he was retiring then. We know that's not the case. So, fans, we have potentially up to two years with Rey Mysterio continuing to wrestle. So let's hope that no injuries or anything else happen because I would really... Really love to see Rey Mysterio finish out his career with WWE. And speaking of WWE, uh, Vince McMahon has been shut out from creative, we found out. As we've seen, WWE's been so much better lately, let's be honest. Vince McMahon has also been shut out of his final editing choices behind his Netflix documentary, as Vince McMahon's life story is worth telling, and there are many scandalous chapters over the past few decades, especially recent, as Netflix is preparing to do a tell-all, and Mr. McMahon won't be able to stop them. Now, Hulk Hogan's biopic may be off for now with Netflix, but they're still doing the documentary on Vince McMahon, And now that they have taken a bit more time, they have a lot more to cover in the final edits. Uh, Vince McMahon is used to having the final say in stories as he's controlled WWE creative direction under his thumb for decades. And nobody could really question him on that. While we have seen that is not the case now as Triple H is now spearheading the company's creative vision... Uh, Vince McMahon will not have final editing authority over the upcoming Netflix documentary that dives into his life. The documentary is being developed by The Ringer for the streaming service. Now, Bill Simmons said during the Bloomberg Screen Time conference that Vince McMahon won't be able to change things for the documentary. Simmons also expressed his belief that this project could become the most exceptional one in his own career. I really think it has the chance to be the best one I've been involved with. I'll be interested to see what people think about that one. It was a lot of time, and it was one where Netflix still has final cut of it. And it was a little more old school in the 30 for 30 model. I think it has a chance to be really special. As fans, we are patiently waiting the documentary on Netflix about Vince McMahon. Netflix usually puts out top quality projects and they seldom leave stones unturned. The famous streaming platform is also known for taking a narrative and running with it. So time will only tell how they portray Vince McMahon's life in the end. Now, as I said, Vince has had some rather scandalous things come up, especially the last few years, which led to him kind of forcing retirement because of these scandals, but is since back after returning from retirement so he could sell the wwe which he did to endeavor which took them the wwe and the ufc and formed tko which we saw vince mcmahon recently has been outed from creative and basically is being told to just focus on his job which is the television deals And we now see Triple H running things as we are seeing a lot of changes really fast, especially with superstars that Vince didn't seem to like or want to push. And those superstars are the ones that Triple H wants to uh, boost and uh, elevate in their careers. People like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Bronson Reed, Karrion Cross. These are all names uh, Vince apparently was not high on. As we have seen Karrion Cross be released. We've seen Bronson Reed be released. Those guys got brought back. Very exciting times for WWE at this time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday will be a special interview with NWA's Samantha Starr. She is a third-generation superstar on both sides of her family. And out of third-generation superstars, there's only 45 third-generation superstars in the world. Eight of them are women, and she is one of them. But she is the first of an all-woman third generation. So make sure you tune in Thursday at 9 p.m. to hear that interview. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Perched on the Top Rope. You can follow us on... YouTube at youtube.com/perched on the top rope or at perched on the top rope. You can find us anywhere and everywhere podcasts are found from Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, Stitcher, Red Circle. you name it we're there. And for all of those who have kept us on your chartables, we thank you. Chartable Top 250 is a real big thing to us. Uh, America, Canada, Great Britain, Ireland. Germany, Australia, Indonesia, Philippines, South America. The list goes on and on. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because without you, I wouldn't be doing this show, fans. Now you can also find us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope. You can find us on twitch.tv slash perched on the top rope when it comes to TikTok. We have great Selena scenes, which are the greatest moments in professional wrestling history being recreated with Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On because that song makes everything better. And you're not going to tell me Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32 is not one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. And if you don't like that, you can watch the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan get humped by a dog. It's tiktok.com slash perched on the top rope. Now when it comes to twitch.tv/perched on the top rope you can find me playing WWE 2k23 or you can find me playing aew Stadium Stampede as I am ranked in the top 100 in the world in that specific part of the game. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com/ perched on the top rope we are on Twitter at Perched top rope we are on Instagram and threads it's perched on the top rope podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Perched on the Top Rope. Remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out. (laughs)